Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a certified nutrition and health coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset, love their bodies, and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little bit funny today. I've just returned a negative COVID test, so we're all good. It's fine. But yes, I may sound a little bit dodgy because my throat is not my best friend right now. So today I wanted to answer a question that I get all of the time. And when I say all of the time, I mean all of the time. This is probably one of the top things that People ask me that comes up with clients, that comes up with people on Instagram, that comes up in my DMs, all of that good stuff. And that question, as you've probably worked out from the title, if you are clever, is why do I overeat at night? This is just one of those issues that affects so many people. And I always hear it. It's always the same story. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm really good throughout the day and everything's great. But then it gets to nighttime, like after dinner, and I just am drawn to the fridge like a moth to a flame. I can't stop reaching for the chocolate. I can't stop reaching for the chips, whatever it is, pick your poison, whatever it is. And I can't stop eating it. I just cannot stop at nighttime. Why? What is the deal? That's what I'm asked all the time, all the time. Now I've got three potential answers to this question. It is pretty much always one of three things. If you're finding that you feel like you can't stop, if you're finding that it's happening all of the time and you don't know why, it's not just like, you know, you want to eat after dinner. So you do eat after dinner. That's a bit of a different situation. But if you're asking the question, yeah, but why do I do it? Why can I not stop eating at night? There are three answers. Answer number one, you're not eating enough throughout the day. Answer number two, you're restricting. Answer number three, you're in a habit. It is pretty much guaranteed. It's going to be one of those things. Now, if you are someone who has asked this question before or is relating to this, and you may very well be if you're listening to this episode, you are likely listening to this and going, oh, well, it's definitely not that I'm not eating enough throughout the day. And it's probably not that I'm restricting. Mm, I'm in a habit. It's definitely what it is. I'm in a habit. Because that is the answer I always get. That's what everyone says when I tell them. It's instantly, oh, no, it's not that I'm not eating enough. I definitely eat enough. Here's the thing. For most people, it's not that you're in a habit. For most people, it's one of the first two. And I can say that with much experience of going through this all of the times. If I had the statistics, I'd give you the statistics, but I do not have the statistics because I just don't keep track of that type of thing. So when we start talking about option number one, which is that you're not eating enough throughout the day, I need to preface this by saying for a lot of people, you need to eat more than you think you need to eat. A lot of us, are not eating enough, but we think we're eating too much because the idea of what enough is, the idea of what is the right amount for our bodies has been so severely warped by diet culture. Of course, freaking diet culture. It always comes back to diet culture, the diet culture by the media, by diets, by my fitness pal, by influencers. We don't know how much we're supposed to eat. 
for a lot of us. We believe that we're not eating enough. And I hear this all the time. Someone goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I eat heaps. I need to cut back on what I'm eating. And then they tell me that, okay, well, you know, I have eggs for breakfast, but I only have one piece of toast. I have two eggs and one piece, or I have one egg and one piece of toast and some spinach and mushrooms on the side. For a lot of people, that is not enough food. Like, you know, you guys know I'm not about the calories. You know, that's not something I'm about, but that meal right there, that's like 200 calories. That is not enough food for one meal, particularly for breakfast. Not enough for 99% of us. Not enough. You know what? Not even for toddlers, really. Unless you were eating really, really big meals throughout the rest of the day, that's not enough to kickstart you in the morning. So that was a bit of a tangent as per, but my point is for a lot of people, like a lot of people would listen to that and go, oh, buddy, I better not have the bread. I should be having a bowl of, I don't know, quinoa with my eggs and spinach and mushrooms. Like I shouldn't be having the bread. The bread is fine. The bread is fine. You do not need to cut it. Even if you have two pieces of bread. Again, if I just have two pieces of bread and two eggs in the morning, which is one of my favorite breakfasts, I get hungry not that long later because again, it's not that much food. I need to add some more things to fill me up a bit more after that. So our perception of what enough food during the day is, is often warped for people. And maybe you're okay throughout the day. Maybe you are subsisting off less food, less energy than you actually need throughout the day but you're not hungry. You're feeling fine. But then it gets to the nighttime. And again, it's not that you're hungry. It's just that you're like, oh, can't stop thinking about food. I need this. I need this thing that I'm in love with and I need it right now. For a lot of us, we are out of tune with our hunger and our fullness cues, particularly, like I said, when we've had all our life, we've been told to eat at this time, eat this certain amount. And those things aren't necessarily right for our bodies. If you're not fully in tune with your body, which again, can be difficult, then how are you supposed to know? You're probably getting the signals that, no, I've had enough food because you've trained your body to exist on less food than it needs. So while at night you're not getting the typical hunger cues, you know, it's not that your tummy's rumbling. It's not that you're starting to get, you know, shaky or anything like that, but your brain is saying, I need more food. I need more energy. So for that, we're going for the high energy food, the high calorie foods. That's why your brain is calling out for the chocolates, why your brain is calling out for the chips, because those food have a lot of energy in them because energy is calories. They have a lot of calories. They have a lot of energy. They're going to get us up to the point where our body needs to be in terms of fuel for that day. So like I said, this is a big one for a lot of people. And if you're not sure if this is you, if you are one of those people who was saying, yeah, no, that's probably not me. I don't think I'm the one who's not eating enough throughout the day. Just try it. Just test it out. Try having larger meals throughout your day. Try not having large gaps between your meals throughout your day. Give that a go. See if adding more food earlier in the day gets rid of that need to come and overeat at night. And for a lot of us, it's that kind of out of control feeling at night. So try during the day when you are feeling more in control, add some more food. Maybe you have a bigger lunch. Maybe you have a bigger dinner. Maybe you have a bigger breakfast. And that's the thing. It's not because like I said, for a lot of us, it's not that we're hungry necessarily after dinner. And that's why we're reaching for the food. So often having the bigger dinner isn't actually the answer. It's more earlier on in the day, getting that energy earlier on in the day. So your brain can be like, oh yeah, now we're good. We're chill. This is fine. I don't actually need any more later. I'm satisfied. I've had a steady stream of energy throughout the day, 
rather than having a big meal and then having a long gap and your energy is going up and your energy is going down and then up again and then down again, keeping it a little bit more steady throughout the day. That's a really good way to kind of let your brain realize there is going to be food. It's okay. We don't have to pack in a whole lot of food at the end of the night. It's fine. Okay. So that is one answer. You're not eating enough throughout the day. And like I said, even if you don't think this is you, I would love, I would love for you to test it out because this always happens. My client's like, no, no, that's not me. Definitely not. I'm like, cool. No problem. Just try having a bigger breakfast. Try having a bigger lunch. Try having an afternoon tea, like a snack or something. See how you go. I reckon like 85% of them end up realizing, oh, that was it. (laughs) Told you so. (laughs) Option number two is that you're restricting. Now, this kind of goes hand in hand with number one in a lot of ways, but I want to talk about it from a little bit of a different angle. So if you are telling yourself, I'm not allowed to have chocolate, your brain wants chocolate. Your brain is going to want chocolate so much more because we are contrary beings. When you tell us that we can't have something, we want it. When, we te- when you tell us that we can't do something, we want to do it instantly. So when we're restricting foods and we're telling ourselves that we can't have them, of course, our brain is going to go for them. And we're more likely to go for them at night because of a little thing called decision fatigue. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but basically what it means is as humans, we're making millions of decisions per day and not just like big, important decisions. I mean, tiny little things like which sock do I put on first? Which way do I drive to work? Should I have cereal or toast for breakfast? Like, Millions and millions of these tiny little decisions are going on in our brain all day and our brains get tired. Of course, our brains get tired. So that means that by the end of the day, once it gets to nighttime, your brain is like, see you later. I'm checking out, done, punching off. That's it. I've had enough. No more decisions for me. So that's why our willpower feels a lot less in the evenings at nighttime because our brain is done. Our brain doesn't want to make the decision. Our brain doesn't want to make a difficult decision like don't eat the chocolate. I've said I don't want to have chocolate. I've said that I'm trying not to eat chocolate. Don't eat it. Your brain doesn't want to fight anymore. Basically it's giving up. It's laying down. It's ready for bed. It's had enough. So you go and you get the chocolate. It's a lot easier to resist the chocolate at like eight o'clock in the morning. It's the same as with going to the gym. It's why for a lot of people going to the gym in the morning is a lot easier rather than going after work because in the morning your brain's fresh. It's like, yep, I can make the decision to go to the gym because I haven't had to make too many decisions today. So this tougher decision is easier for me. Whereas after work, you're tired. You've been making decisions all day and your brain's like, I don't want to do it. I want to lay on the couch and watch Netflix. That is why decision fatigue. Being aware of decision fatigue is such a good thing in life. Just a side note, it makes life so much easier. So like I said, if you have been restricting all day long, Then it gets to the nighttime, your brain's done, your brain's checked out, you're not going to find it as easy to restrict anymore, and you're going to give in and eat the thing that you've been telling yourself you can't have. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people say, yeah, but I have the chocolate. I have it every night, so I'm obviously not restricting it. But here's the thing. Restriction doesn't actually have to be just physical restriction. It can be mental restriction. So if you're eating the chocolate every night, but you're going, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I said I wasn't going to do this. Oh my God, I feel so guilty. I feel ashamed. I shouldn't be doing this. That's still restriction. Yes, you're eating the chocolate, but you're berating yourself for it. You're telling yourself you shouldn't be doing it. You are, you've got the mental restriction there and mental restriction has the exact same effect as physical restriction. So what you need to do is completely allow it. 
Give yourself full permission to eat the chocolate or eat whatever it is. Full permission to eat it. I am allowed to do this. And it loses its power because once your brain knows that the chocolate is always available for us whenever we want to have the chocolate, it's chill. It's like, okay, cool. Well, if I can have it whenever I want, I don't have to have it 24-7. And as someone who heard this the first time went, yeah, bullshit, I would literally eat chocolate for every single meal. Not true. We all think we're the little special snowflake that this isn't going to work for. Fact is, it works. If you actually give yourself full permission, full food freedom, it works. And I say this as someone who would hands down easily smash two blocks of dairy milk every single day. Like if I had the, if I had it in my house, I would eat it. I would eat all of it. And that was a very, very regular thing for me. Now I threw out Easter chocolate from the week before I found a block of caramel, which if any of my level up your life girls are listening to this, you know how I feel about caramel. I found a block of caramel that I'd had one row from in my pantry the other day. I have no idea how long it's been there. Like genuinely no idea. I don't think I've bought caramel for a few months. So, hmm, this is my point. If it worked for me, (laughs) it will work for most of you as well. Now, option number three, which like I said, is the one everyone thinks that it is, but for a lot of you, it's probably one or two, you're in a habit. So if it genuinely is a habit, if you're genuinely eating enough throughout the day, you are genuinely not restricting, you have full permission to eat it, but you still just find that you can't stop and it's not something that's serving you, like you don't You're not even particularly enjoying it, I think is a big thing there. Like it's not actually something that you're like, oh yes, I'm loving doing this. This is awesome because that kind of comes with the full permission, really, that not restricting. You might be in habit. For a lot of us, we've got this habit left over from when we're kids and we have dessert every night. I don't know about you guys, but it was always, you know, eat all your veggies, clear the plate and buy, eat all the veggies. I mean, I absolutely would sneakily knock my peas off onto the floor because peas are gross and I hate them. But if we ate everything on our plates, we were allowed dessert. We always had a good big tub of vanilla ice cream and the chalky topping, and I would mix it all up like a chalky soft serve. Delicious. I don't know if you guys did. I mean, you probably didn't do specifically that, but you probably had a similar experience that when you were a kid, veggies, dessert. You had your dessert. And for a lot of us, that's like formed this habit, I suppose. It's formed this kind of belief that, well, when we have dinner, when we finish dinner, we look for something sweet because we're in that habit. And it might be a habit that you have had your whole life. It might not be a habit you've had your whole life. It might just be one you formed recently. Uh, For example, one of my clients in my confidence code program, we were talking about the fact that she is in the habit of eating a packet of chips every single night in the evenings. And it was a habit that she formed during COVID and she was finding it really, really difficult to get out of. And it's something that we've actually talked briefly before she was a client about and tried to kind of come up with some strategies. And we talked about the fact that, you know, with the restricting the food freedom and everything. But on one of our calls, we chatted about it. We worked out that, you know what? It probably actually is just a habit for her for now. So the first thing that I asked her was, well, what are you getting from it? What are those chips giving you? Because if we're doing something, but we don't actually want to do it, if it's something we want to get out of doing, there's a reason we're doing it. There, You are getting something from it. Even if it's a habit that you think is awful. Say, say for example, smoking. If you're a smoker and you can't get out of the habit of smoking, smoking is giving you something. You might be listening, (laughs) yeah, lung cancer, but there's something there. There's something it's giving you. Maybe it's a social aspect. Maybe it's 
time outside by yourself. Maybe it's the smoko break at work. Whatever it is, it is giving you something. You are getting something from it. So we said, okay, well, what are you getting from the chips? What are the chips giving you? Is it the fact that they're delicious? Do you just need something like yummy at night? Is it boredom? Is it a cure for boredom? Is it distraction? Or, which we kind of worked out, is it something to do with your hands while you're watching TV? Are you one of those people who need to sit there and be doing something while you watch something? Hello. Yes, that is me. I'm a hundred percent that person. So we worked out that, yeah, that's actually what it was for this person. So what we said was, okay, well, what can you do instead? What can we replace this habit with? Because it's a lot easier to replace one habit with another habit rather than just trying to get rid of it altogether. A lot of the time that just doesn't really work. So for her, we said, okay, well, what can you do? So she came up with finger knitting, which looks really fun when she sent me a photo of it, but finger knitting. So instead of sitting there with a bag of chips every night and eating the bag of chips, she's doing finger knitting because when she's finger knitting, her hands are doing something, check, done. She's getting something out of it. And she also can't eat chips at the same time or she's going to get like Dorito dust all over the knitting. Nobody wants that. No one wants orange knitting. So she gave that a go and it worked. She hasn't had the chips since, or she hasn't had the bag of chips every single night because she's doing the knitting instead. So this is the bit first question. What are you getting from it? Now, if you kind of can't work that out or you're trying to replace it with another habit, you think you've worked it out, but it's not working and you're not sure why, what you need to do, there's three steps. So the first thing, when you're going to do this automatic thing, because that's what a habit is, it's automatic. So you're automatically going to the pantry and grabbing those chips, pause. That's the first thing, pause move it from your subconscious, which is where your habits live into consciousness. So just noticing and stopping, stopping for a second, instead of just going through the motions, going back, inhaling the chips and being like, where did the chips go? I don't even really remember eating them. Pause. Then question, why am I going for this right now? What is this going to give me? Do I actually want this right now? Is this going to make me feel good? Think of the questions that are relevant to you and just question yourself just ask. And often that act of moving it into the consciousness and pausing and questioning yourself will make you go, you know what? I probably don't need this right now. I probably don't have to go for it right this second. I don't need the chips tonight. I don't even really want the chips tonight. I'm actually quite satisfied from dinner, whatever it is. Often the time that will work. And I'm not saying that this will work every single time, but sometimes this will work. And it's about practicing And doing it over and over and over, because the more you practice it, the more you'll stop. You might even, the more likely you are to get to the pause stage and go, "Ah, hang on, no, don't want to do this. Or even have it not pop up at all. And if the pausing and the questioning doesn't work, I want you to delay. Most urges go away within 15 minutes. So once you've questioned yourself and gone, do I really want this? Do I really need this? And your brain's like, (laughs) yeah, we do. Yes, I need those chips. Give me that cheesy goodness. Hand them over. Go, okay, cool, no problem. I am allowed the chips. I will eat the chips in 15 minutes. And then go back and do what you were doing. Sit on the couch, watch TV, finger knit, whatever you're doing. Go back and do it. And then 15 minutes later, if you still want them, no problem. Have them. Again, you've moved it into your consciousness. It's a conscious decision. You're breaking the habit. Even if you're still doing it, you're working on breaking the habit. And like I said, the more you do this, 
the more likely it is that you have those moments where you don't need them. You don't need to reach for them. If you want to learn more about habits and motivation and how to bring in good habits and break bad habits, I definitely recommend listening to episode five of this podcast if you haven't already, because I give a whole lot of strategies, a whole lot of my knowledge on that. I also actually have a mini program called Hack Your Habits in 30 Days, which is available on my website. I'll drop a link in the show notes that has basically all of my habits knowledge there for you because I'm a habits nerd. I love them. I'm a bit obsessed with them. So if the habits are something that you struggle with and you want to work on bringing in more good habits and getting rid of bad habits, that is the one for you. It's very cheap as well. I will pop it in the show notes and it's there if you would like it. But that is my three answers to the question of why do I overeat at night? It's either you're not eating enough throughout the day, you're restricting or you're in a habit. So if you need help working through this, because often it is easier to do with someone else, often you just need someone to ask you the right questions and then you can work out which one of it it is, then book in a free game plan session with me. So it's a free 30 minute session. We will talk about your goals. We'll talk about your challenges and what's stopping you and all of that stuff. And then we'll come up with a plan to help you actually achieve your goals, to get past those barriers, past those challenges. So Like I said, those are 100% free. You can book them through the show notes as well. I will pop the link there for you guys. I only do a couple of them per week and I am booked up for the next couple of weeks. So if you're keen, definitely get in for the start of May. There will be some availability. And for the future episodes, I'd love to know what do you want to hear about next? Because I want to be bringing you guys information that is valuable to you, that answers this type of question that I get asked all the time. If you've got one like this, let me know. Slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at inspire underscore underscore wellness. And I can help you out. I can answer your question live on the podcast, big or small. I'm here for you. Now, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so that you can hear all the juicy goodness when it gets dropped. And I'll see you next week.